guess what? It ain't seen nothing yet. They ain't seen nothing yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to 1 Kings chapter 3. excited for your future I'm excited for the future of our church and guess what these guess what they won't like be I believe it and all my heart and all my desire God that this will not end like this and we'll see God to see the hand of God move and we shall see it it's not it's not something that I'm believing out of out of no hope uh, we shall see it first Kings chapter 3 I want to start a series with you this month entitled discernment I believe that it's been on my heart to um, can uh, God lead this upon my heart because this is crucial for you and I, for where we are living in, um, the days that we're living in, the times that we're living in. Um, and so God placed upon my heart and said, I want you to talk to the people for the next few weeks uh, about discernment. Uh, we have the Netflix theme going here. It's pretty dope. <laughs> Caught that movie. <laughs> Got the Netflix theme going here because this is much CTV. You know, I'm not gonna throw up, throw out nobody, but who watches Hulu? Only EP does. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Hulu, what is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is that? All right. Well, we start a new series entitled Discernment, man, because. I feel like one of the areas that us as believers, including myself, lack in at times is decision making, making sound judgments. Are you hearing me? Being sharp in our decision making, in our judgment. You get what I mean? And, and I want to help. <clears throat> I want to I, I want to take this time to help us. You get what I'm saying? Uh, and, 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 and including myself. Uh, because there are some things, man, that are coming up in your life this year that you're going to have to make some sound decisions wise. And you're going to have to be discerning about some things. Uh, uh, some of the things that we'll talk about is discerning what to say out of your mouth. Sometimes we sometimes we got to control our mouth because, you know, sometimes, you know, if you like me, some things to just slip up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, people, you know, try you and you kind of got to tell them about themselves. Or being able to uh, be able to discern at the moments that you say the things that you say. Does that make sense? Because not everything that you think you need to say it. Not everything you think you need to say it. Sometimes you got to let people, sometimes you got to know at the right moments and pick your pockets on when to say certain things. Because when you do it that way, it will could prevent problems. Or you need to discern what is a blessing of God and what's not. Because things that we may seem as a blessing and it looks good, it looks like it can have the makings of being of God, may not be of God. So how do you recognize that? That comes from being, the, having discernment. You get what I'm saying? Knowing what, the, what, knowing what to do. You got to be discerning on what you see. You know what I mean? Understanding how to distinguish between what is, what is good and what is not. Because here's the thing that we lack in. We lack in sound judgment. Making, judging things well. Sometimes we can discern the wrong thing about people. 
And sometimes we allow our judgment to be impaired because of what we feel about a person. Huh? We have to be able to discern what is of God and what is not. Discern what is sound advice and what's not. Discern where that advice is coming from. Because not everybody will say, girl, I'm just trying to help you out. Bro, I'm just trying to help you out. Sometimes that could be the very advice that you're trying to give to me to stop me in my pursuit. Because let me tell you something, you got to discern that while people will say things out of you lovingly, there's sometimes there's risk that you have to take. And because you're not taking a risk off of blind faith, you're taking a risk in faith in God. Are you hearing me? So the purpose of this series is that God would increase and sharpen us in our judgment and decision making for the season that we are in. Also learning how to use our discernment. Some of us don't use the discernment that is given to us by the Holy Spirit. Say, I have the Holy Spirit living in me. His full self. The full self of Jesus the Christ living in me. Not a partial not a measure his full self not some idiotic thing that somebody says oh he's giving us a measure of himself that's the dumbest thing i heard i was in the middle of a service and heard this person say he gave us a measure of himself he didn't give us a measure of himself did he die with a measure of himself he didn't jesus didn't die with half of his body on there he died with his full self and why would God, why would it be a great gift? Why would it be a great gift if somebody, come on, it ain't a real gift if somebody give you partial or something. Come on, I want the whole thing. Come on, somebody. If you're going to give me a gift, give me the whole thing. Don't give me partial of it. Come on, somebody. That's like me buying my fiance the ring. I gave her half of a ring. That don't even fit. <laughs> you got thinking, what is that? Come on, somebody. And so we've given him all of himself. He's given him, he's given us all of himself so that we could use that for our advantage. Say the Holy Spirit is my advantage. It is your advantage. That's what you have over those who don't have him. I didn't say it, I said have him. He's a person. The third person in the triune God. Oh my, come on. The one that is forgotten about. But you better remember that it's the Holy Spirit that helps you to live right. Jesus ascended so that the Spirit of God could descend and give you all of himself and help you to make sound decisions. He's an advocate. He's a helper. He's the one who helps. Okay, he, you get my point. He, he, he helps. Let me come back here. He's the one who helps us, guide us in this holy lifestyle. Are you hearing me? He gives us all of himself. And he gives gifts. Here it is. The Holy Spirit gives gifts according to the measure of one's faith. So he don't give you something that you don't believe for. Uh, but we're here to talk about discernment because discernment is a spiritual gift. Discernment, ladies and gentlemen, is a spiritual gift. Let me see. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of what? Spirits. 
to another the different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Here, here we go. To another the discerning of spirits, the ability to distinguish. Some people would argue that this gift is only for certain individuals. That certain individuals have the ability to uh, discern spirits or to discern what is of good and what is not. I tend to believe that because of the Holy Spirit, these are one of the gifts that I feel that is a universal gift. A matter of fact, Jesus, excuse me, matter of fact, in Thessalonians, Paul would say that we should test the spirit. That we should test the spirit in First Thessalonians chapter, I believe it's chapter two, that we should test the spirit by the spirit. It is, it is, it is an instruction that has been given to us that all believers should test the spirit. Are you hearing me? You should not take the, some things. I'm not saying that everything that you don't take face value, but certain things that you need to test to see is if it is of God. Are you hearing me? Because that is very, 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 very important. So it is an instruction. It is instruction that's given to us. And tonight I want to talk more about what is discernment. And I'm going to read First King. I mean, First uh, Kings, chapter three, in just a moment. Just work with me for a second. Discernment. Here it is. It is the ability to make discriminating judgments to distinguish between and recognize the moral implications of different situations and courses of action from a godly perspective. This is what spiritual discernment is. You can have natural discernment where people be like, oh, I don't need the spirit to make, but, but who my question is, is what moral compass are you judging things off of? What moral compass are you using? Are you using your own? Because let's be honest that I'm not saying that you, you can't make wise decisions without the Holy Spirit. But I'm saying that, 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 that the Holy Spirit helps to enable us to enable us to tap into a supernatural discernment that is of God. And being able to view things in the lens of how God would view spiritual things and also practical things. Are you get what I'm saying? It's hard, ladies and gentlemen, for a person who is not born again to read, to read the Bible, right, to read the word of God and actually learn it from. Do you not understand, ladies and gentlemen, that the book, the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, is a spiritual book. And it takes spiritual eyes to read this book. That's why many times... Atheists and all of them, they study the Bible, but they really still don't understand it fully because they're only looking from a practical point of view. Because it's only the spirit of God that can help to illuminate things that you cannot see on your natural ability. So the Bible is a super is a spiritual book that takes the spirit of God to illuminate to you its content. And while there's certain things that you'll see and understand, you won't be able to fully understand it in its context without the spirit of God. So the discernment of God, and, and here's this, and I'll talk about this later, that not only does discernment help us to distinguish, but the word of God actually distinguishes who's who. Because the word of God says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. 
It is a discerner of thoughts. Have you ever read the Bible and it just just is read you like a book? <laughs> like, have you ever have you ever felt that way? Like you almost closed the book. Like, man, look, I gotta stop reading this. <laughs> I ain't trying to get this truth today. Like, <laughs> you doing too much? <laughs> I didn't ask for all of this. You know, I just wanted something real encouraging, real quick. And then I'm reading and reading and here, and then I'm seeing like, fam, like, oh my God, he's really telling me about myself. Why is that? Because he is a discerner of thoughts. The word of God helps to discern you, to distinguish how far you still have to go. Are you hearing me? To distinguish. That's why to some we are the aroma of life. To others we are the aroma of death. That's why when the word of God is preached, either two responses are going to happen. One is either going to accept and one is going to reject because the word of God, when it is speaking by faith, it is a discerner of one's thoughts. Where it discerns, well, somebody in their rebellion will not submit themselves under the authority of God because they are caught up in their pride. And the word of God can discern you at whatever level you are at. All right. The word of God acts as a final authority because it can discern and distinguish between and recognize the moral implications of the word of God can show you where you are morally with yourself. The word of God can show you different situations and courses of action and it distinguishes where you are. Ladies and gentlemen, God is trying to help you see things from his perspective. He's giving you the spirit of God, the full nature of his full spirit in you. Why did he do that? So you could see and see things from how he would see it. And so a lot of times we feel like discernment is only for spiritual matters. But discernment is for every every facet of your life. Every facet of your life the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in. And God gives you this. And oftentimes, ladies and gentlemen, discernment and wisdom are likened to one another. They're related to one another. Wisdom and discernment are related to one another. Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge. Discernment is the ability to use that knowledge and judge well off of it. So that's why you need wisdom along with discernment. (laughs) Because with that wisdom on now and how to use the knowledge, you need the discernment to be able to judge what you have in front of you. You need the discernment to judge the information you see. Are you hearing me? There's things that we see in front of us. There's things, opportunities that you may see, and you got to judge that thing. You got to think critically, how would God see this? This is what discernment is all about. How spiritual discernment, spiritual discernment applies for the natural and the spiritual. How would God, how does God view this? How should I do this? Because here's the thing. What I'm trying to do is not lean on my own understanding. I'm not trying to lean. Here, can I, can I help you one quick? You want to know what understanding means in the Hebrew? It means to have a heart to hear. It means to hear. It means to hear. It means to obey. 
So when I get into in the first Kings, because I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm saving Kings for last to tie all of this together. So hear me. So I need a heart. I need to be able to, it means to hear the ancient Hebrew word means to hear. And so what, so, so, so I'm seeking understanding. I have to not lean on my own flesh on what I'm hearing in my own flesh, my own, my own spirit lower s my own what i am my my own thoughts i can't lean on my own feelings i can't lean on my own emotion people say oh i just gotta follow my heart i just gotta follow my heart jacoz even laughed at that thank you thank you because i just gotta follow my own heart the heart is wicked and no man would know it unless your heart is submitted to the heart of god Hallelujah. That's the only heart that you should be listening to. Because we could go wrong in our own emotion. How many of you include, I got my hand up right here. My hand up right here. How many law, how many times we've allowed our feelings to be the judge of our decision making? Oh, I just, I just know in my heart, this is just the right thing to do. I just know it's not even a spiritual intuition. It's our own fleshly our own initiative because of what we want, because of what we lust for, because of our own flesh. I've been there and we make a, we make a bad choice in discernment. And how many of us, including myself, like, dang, man, like, I burned myself again. Said not, do not lean on your own understanding. To lean, to hold to lean, that means as to depend on your own understanding as a crutch. He said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. So do not lean on what you are hearing within your own self. But to acknowledge him. Here it is. It is to acknowledge that I don't know the way. That's why the psalmist said, and then she shall direct my path. Yeah. Woo! I'm trying to help us understanding that to, 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 to depend on our own fleshly and natural discernment is not the best. Because God has a sharper level of understanding that you and I do not have. And God does not have any frailties about him. And when we lean on him and not on our own selves, then we can see things clearly from not from our own fuzzy and hazy point of view. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Ephesians 2.8, can I give you that? Ephesians 2.8 says, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Can I show you something? That the eyes, your eyes, would be open, would be enlightened, that you would know the hope of his calling, not your own. You know the hope of his calling. So you will know the hope of what his calling is for your life. 
that the things that look like God, smell like God, that is everything of him, that that is what you will know to the T. I want our church to be so open that we can spot a phony when we see one. I want us to be, I want our eyes to be open to a point where I want us to hear things and know that ain't in God. Somebody tell you something, oh girl, shut up. That ain't, (laughs) bro, shut up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I know what is God. I walk with him. You don't. I don't need the substances of marijuana to get me to explain my creativity. I know where I can, I, I know because I walk with him. Are you hearing me tonight? I said, I want to know the riches of his glory. Of what is, it, 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 or what is already mine. Are you getting what I'm saying? I want to know what the riches of his glory looks like because there's a glory that the world has the offer, but there's then a glory that God has the offer that does not fade away, but it's a reigning glory. Hallelujah. It is a glory that shines brighter than anything that the world has to offer. See, the, Satan had something to offer Jesus, but Jesus said, you can't tempt the Lord thy God. Because you can't give me something that I already know is fading away. Hallelujah. Because when you know the riches of his glory, then you know you won't take no shortcuts to get through it. Because you know that you, when you don't have to take no, when you know that you don't, you don't have to take shortcuts, when you know you don't have to depend on anything else, you know that God is going to get you to where he's going to, where he's promised you. And you're not going to fall for the trap of that See, That's why you need to know the riches of his glory, because there's going to be riches of glory that's presented to you, but it may not be of his. Are you seeing this? This is discernment. I'm trying to unfold this to you. That discernment is necessary to your life. Say discernment is necessary to my life. You want to know why people are successful? It's because to some degree they judged well. How do I deal with stocks? Because I'm looking at the information that is presented to me. Hallelujah. But here's the difference between natural and spiritual understanding. Natural and spiritual discernment. Spiritual discernment is one that comes from God. And see, and see, here's the thing. When you only have natural discernment, you're limited to what you could see. You're limited to what you can see. When you have spiritual discernment, you could see it from the natural and the spiritual perspective. When you have spiritual discernment, you can see what's coming from the dark world and really what's coming from, the, oh my God, y'all ain't hearing me tonight. You can be able to discern what is, of, oh my God, the spirit that is working in somebody. You can discern what is coming from God and see what is light. See, you're discerned when, you're, when you have spiritual discernment, you're not limited and you're not held down to what you can see. I'm telling you, I want to see what's coming from the unknown. I want to see what's coming from the invisible world. I need to know what principalities are at my job. I need to know what the land of the world, oh my God, the way of the land is. I need to know who you come from. Here's the thing. A lot of people can appear as light. But if you've got a spiritual discernment, you can know, no, you are, you are a messenger sent from hell to buffet me. Who, oh my God, ask your neighbor, say, where you come from? 
That's where you need to ask the question. Next time somebody or she or he or she want to see you on a date, say, where you come from? Uh, what are you talking about? Oh, like, oh, I come from. No, 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 no. Where you come from? Who are you from? Who sent you? I don't care about your dazzling eyes. I need to know who you come from. Are you hearing me tonight? That's why our marriages are failing now. We're making bad judgments. That's why our ministries are failing now because we're making bad judgments. That's why our families are falling apart because we're not using discernment. Come on, say wisdom is the principal thing. It's the principal thing. Here, here it is. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 3. Let's see if we can summarize all of this up. And what am I saying all of this to say that we need to desire discernment. We need to desire a heart after discernment. Are you hearing me tonight? It says in 2 Kings, uh, the, the, the dirt chapter, it says in verse 5, it says, At Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give you. Let me stop right here. I would love that. God, speak to me in the dream. Say, hey, ask, what shall I give you? But let me tell you what got to that point. David had died. His son Solomon is ascending to the throne. Solomon is at Gibeon. Moses pitched a tent in the wilderness. Well, no, Moses built a tabernacle in the wilderness to house the ark of God. David in his heart wanted to erect a tabernacle that would be great to, to, to house the glory of God, right? God tells David, you cannot do that because you're a man of war. Your son Solomon is going to do it, right? Your son Solomon is going to do it. So David he goes off the scene. Now we're here with Solomon. Solomon got rid of some old foes, the people who were who were betrayers of the throne in, 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 in 1 Kings chapter 2. We get here, Solomon walks in the same statues as his father. The Bible would tell us in 1 Chronicles chapter, well, it tells us in 1, I think 2 Chronicles chapter 1, that King Solomon loved the Lord. And it would also tells us, because this also this account is also found deeper in Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter one, that at this moment, what is happening is this is his inaugural celebration. And on his inaugural celebration, what does Solomon do? Does he get turned up? No. He does none of that. Solomon goes to the house of God in Kerith Jerem, because that is where, ladies and gentlemen, in that part, that's where David brought the ark to hold for the moment. And he pinched a tent there. And there was a tent that was pinched that held the Ark of the Covenant. And here at Gibeon, he is in the presence of God. And the Bible tells us that he offered out thousands of so in burnt offerings and sacrifices. That he was here in the tent meeting. Let me tell you something. In order for you to get to a place where God says, ask and what it shall be given unto you, is you got to give something. You get what I'm saying? You have to give up something. You have to give. You want to know why tithing is so important? Tithing is important not because the church can get your money to show where your, where your heart really is lied at, lies at. He didn't give a minimal offering. He gave the best of what he could give. Are you hearing me? 
Why am I telling this to you, TCF? Because we got to tithe. Yes, sir. That's a part of our success. Yes, All of us got to tithe. Guess what? We tithe. Watch how God just continues to whoop, 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 surpass us, surpass everybody else. Not only that, he didn't just tithe greatly, but his heart. He gave up something. He gave up himself to be used by God. Because guess what? He has to lead this, oh my God, this incredible amount of people as now the king. You get what I'm saying? So sometimes you got to sacrifice time to sit down and let, let me learn from you. I need to learn from, learn from somebody. Learn from somebody who's been there before you did. You get what I'm saying? We cannot be so selfish, so prideful to think that we can't talk to nobody to have a conversation. I don't want them to think that I'm ignorant. Yo, I'm ignorant in this level. Help enlighten me. You know what? We Kobe passed last Sunday. You know what made Kobe good? Kobe would sit with anybody great to figure out how you do what you do. Sometimes we got to be like, how did you get where you got? And so into that person for their time. Thank you. He sold. And God came to him in a dream at Gibeon. Because here's the thing. If you're going to get discernment, you got to know where you get it from. The source of all discernment is God. So you got to be in the presence of where he is to get what he has. You get what I'm saying? He was at the tent of meeting and in front of all his officials, in front of everybody around, they saw him as an example. Sometimes you got to be the example in front of everybody else. They didn't just see that King Solomon just had us all there to celebrate him. They saw that he gave something. You get what I'm saying? What does it make sense that I tell you to tithe and I don't? That don't make sense. I tithe of my time. I tithe of my money. I tell you, my first year, man, I was fitting the bill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of the church. But guess what? But God has favored us. And he came and he appeared to Solomon. And he'll favor you. You get what I'm saying? He'll favor you. Okay, Baron, I don't got much. But guess what? You have something. Give it up with your heart. Am I, am I preaching this for your money? No, I'm not preaching this for your money. I'm telling you what you got to do to get discernment. You got to sit at the feet of God. You got to give up and give up something. I'm giving up and laying down my pride, laying down myself. Understand, I don't know what you know. That's why I take time to read this. It's because it's discerning of thoughts. It can give me wisdom about problems that I have and have, help me to solve it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it said, and God said and asked, what shall I give you? The Bible says, I give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake it together and run it over. And it says, shall men give unto your bosom? That means shall men, shall God send people, networks of people that can give to you. Set up appointments where you'll never have to lack a day in appointments. Hair appointments, Twitter, all of that. Why? Because you are serving a God who ties. You give up, you gave something. You get what I'm saying? I'm trying to help somebody say, in our church, man, ain't nobody going to be starving for nothing. Why? Why? Because all of us going to have it. And when people don't have it, we're going to show them how to get it. And we're going to help them in the process. 
Why? Because we want we want the church of God to be what the church of God is. If somebody don't have, we got it. Everything is in the house of God. Everything is in the house. Everything is in the house. We got everything right now. We got look hair done, boomy. <laughs> You know, I, I need I need uh, the press releases written up. Boomy write all the press releases. <laughs> I need it edited. You know what I'm saying? We got nothing but vloggers in the house, Oticia, Brittany. We got theologians in the house, Dom. Vernon got all the media down packed. We don't we don't really lack anything. You know what I'm saying? There's more to come. There's more to come. Hear me. And Solomon said, you have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father. First of all, Solomon shows, shows gratitude. If you want to get something from someone, if you want to get something from God, you have to show gratitude. If you want to get something from someone, show gratitude. That's why you don't like helping some people because they they're not thankful. Don't you can't stand an ungrateful person. And this is what I don't, here's what I can't stand about certain people, right? I can't stand them when I give you information, you act like you don't know where you got it from. You're very ungrateful. You're very prideful about yourself. And you know what that shows a person? Don't come back for, to me for more stuff. Not because I'm telling you, you got to kiss the ring or nothing like that. What I'm saying is, is that your spirit is wrong. And some people won't bless you because they look at your spirit and be like, mm, eh, don't know if I want to help you. Does that make sense? I'm showing you how, how do you go in the rooms of those who are well more advanced than you? Show gratitude. Thank you for allowing me to be in this room. You don't got to be there. They could have invited anybody else. When we went to that stork ball, thank you. That was, a, some, that was a great amount of money to be in there. And I didn't have to pay. Hey, glory. I could just look good, amen. <laughs> I would have had to think twice about going. <laughs> Are you hearing me tonight? Because favor, favor brings you places that you don't really should not be in. You hearing me tonight? All for being grateful. Say, I got to have discernment, man. Because he walked before you in truth and in righteousness and up and uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness of him and you have given him a son to sit on his throne at, at um, uh, as it is this day. And it says, now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father, David, but I am a little child. Let me correct something. Uh, Solomon was not a little child. It was the idea of so what Solomon was using here was that he was fully grown. He was a grown man. He was 20 years old at the time of him taking over as king. He uses this because he feels inadequate to lead these types of people at 20 years old. Are you hearing me? Sometimes... And here's the thing. This is what we call humility. Are you hearing me tonight? This is humility. How is this humility? Because you understand that I don't have in me what it takes to do this great assignment. 
He said, I'm just a little child. Listen, I was 23 when we started this church. People was like, you're crazy. Some people didn't want to lay their hands on me. They thought it was too early. I was like, what you think? You want me to turn 45, 50 years old, 70? Some ignorant people around here said, who said he could pastor a church at 23? Because in this region, people think that you got to be near death to be able to have sorority to lead somebody. Oh, I can't respect somebody because in your ignorance, in your ignorance and in your lack of discernment, you can't be able to discern who has spiritual authority. Oh, I get it. You're prideful because you feel as though because me and I, you and I are the same age that I don't have any right to tell you about yourself. Let me tell you something. I walk with God. I walk with him. And in your discernment, the reason why y'all here, because you can discern there's something about him that he walks with God. He has the, he has the words of life and it's helping my life. Are you hearing me? Jesus said, you got to eat of my flesh and all of that stuff. And he saw everybody else leave. And he said to the disciples, where are you going? He said, we ain't going nowhere. Master, you have, teacher, you have the words of life. I, I discern who you are. I know who you are. See, here's why people lack. Here's why people can't get blessed because they des their discernment is jacked up. Because the discernment is the ability to recognize who is a, who is who. That's why Jesus couldn't do no miracles in his hometown. That's why some, you better hear me and hear me clearly. Not everybody in your family is going to be able to receive who you are now. Because of their familiarity. And their familiarity is what's going to cause them to miss the blessing of the Lord that's upon your life. Because some people are jealous because it's you and not them. Oh my God. But the same God that given me his spirit can give it to you. But you got to have a heart that's in the right place. It's not that Solomon asked to be king. He was anointed by God to be so. And not that God waited like God didn't have him waiting in the back like he did his father. Jesus, I had glory. Hallelujah. Some people think that you got to go through the same things that you, that they went through so that you can finally get somewhere. But God said, no, I'm going to have you skip that and I'm going to put you to the forefront. Hallelujah. I don't have to learn from everything. Somebody think you got to go through something to get to where you got to get to. No, I don't got to go through the same crap that you did to get me to where I'm going. God said, I'm going to get you and I'm going to put you there now. You feel inadequate, but I called you before the foundation of the earth. Look, I don't have to go through nothing that God did not ordain for me to go through. Hear me. He was put there at 20 years old. And guess what? They had to follow him. There were people who were older than Solomon, but he anointed him. Hear me. Did you, did you not understand that David had sons that were older than Solomon? Adonijah thought that he should have been king. 
in 2 Kings, I mean in 1 Kings chapter 2, his older brother, his own siblings couldn't submit to him. So what happened? He had to die. God help me in here today. Sometimes God has to kill things out of the way so it, so it will not be an effect to you. Sometimes people got to learn that the hand of God is on your life to some degree. That whatever you try to bring up against me, it should die. It should not even, even get close to me. A thousand shall fall at your left side. Ten thousand at your right. It shall not come harm to you. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen. Say, I am chosen to numerous to be numbered or counted. Hear me. Hear me. Is this, is this helping us today? Is this helping us today? Here, here, here it is. Watch this. He said, therefore, give to your servant a understanding heart to judge. Give to your, give to your servant and a, a, a heart that hears. To judge your people. That I may hear and discern between good and evil. I have to discern between the two. Because people don't think, man, I swear, like, people blame God for everything. They need somebody to blame. And you still don't find, you still, everybody's going to heaven, but there's no evil in the world. I, I don't understand this. I'm just so, I'm just so amazed. Everyone dies. Oh, oh rest could. Heaven, no, Jesus. I know God gained another angel. Newsflash, you don't need no more angels. He, he, you're not an angel. When you die, you don't become an angel. You're a human being that has a spirit that's wrapped up in his flesh. When you die, it did not say, the moment you die, the Bible does not say to be absent from the body to be immediately an angel. Are you hearing me tonight? Said to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. The spirit man that is in your body comes out of it in the middle of a second. So I can say, and here's the reason. So you can discern between good and evil. To make a conscious decision. Some of us like to do bad because it feels good. It feels great. Sin feels awesome. But its effects don't. Are you hearing me tonight? Ah, for the wages of sin. Come on. I, I love your word. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus. Here it is. For who is able to judge the great people of yours? Here's what Solomon's saying. These ain't my people. These are yours. That's it, that's it, that's it. This is what my prayer to God. This was my prayer to God. How could I lead the people? I don't even know how many of them I'm going to lead, but how can I lead the few that I have? I'm only this age. He said, how do I judge this great people? How do I make sound decisions? Because here's the thing. He, here's the thing. You may be asking God about how to do this at your job, how to do this business plan, how to do this, how to do that. You may, your, may, your, your thing may not be how to lead people like Solomon's is, but you have a heart that says, how do I do the thing that you called me to do? How do I do that? 
How do I judge the thing properly? How do I make right decisions? Because I don't want to mess this up. You get what I'm saying? I don't want to mess this up. It's first acknowledging that one, I go to the presence of God. That two, that I acknowledge that I, 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 I lack in that area. And I need you. Come on, let's admit it. I lack in judgment at times. I need God. His spirit to help me. And what happened? The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. That Solomon asked of this. It pleased God. Why did it please God? Because it showed God his humility. One that, see, God is close to the contrite heart. He'll draw near to him and say, you know what? This pleases me. Because you realize you need me. And here's what God did for him. Here's what God did for him. God said in verse 11, he says, because you have asked this thing and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked for riches for yourself, nor have asked the enemy, uh, asked the life of your enemies, but you have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, verse 12 says, I have done according to your words. See how I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. And God kept his word until he brought himself. There was no one as wise as Solomon on the earth or after him before Jesus came. <laughs> and God made his, his wisdom so great that people came from all over the world to just sit at the feet of Solomon because God exalted him to such a great place. I'm telling you now, God, people will come all across the world to figure out what you built. Let me tell you something, TCF, they don't think nothing, people may not think nothing of what we do now, but in years to come when they see things erected all over the place, they'll ask themselves, what in the world did y'all do to get to where you are? And if you ain't willing to put in the sweat equity, you can forget it. Are you hearing me tonight? Because people will come to hear of it, but you got to know where it goes to. It wasn't me. I just followed God. Are you hearing me tonight? I was wise because he made me that way. And here's what I did. I used what he gave me. He's given you all discernment. You just got to use it. It's his spirit that gives it. God made him great. His wisdom was all known throughout the world. No one built a temple better than Solomon. It was made of all gold. It was the ninth wonder of the world. At the, at, in the ancient world, nothing was as, as glamorous as this temple. Why? Because he had the vision to see and discern. Because he understood that he didn't have it within himself. You got to understand, you don't have it within yourself. It's the spirit of God that gives it what? Here's what I'll give you. And we're closing out. I hope this helped. John 16, verse 13, it says, 
However, this is Jesus' words, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into what? Let me hear y'all. He will do what? And what will he, what it says? Isn't that discernment? To foresee. You will make moves in your life that foresee certain other things that people didn't see because of the spirit of God. That's the pleasure. That's the great thing about this. Discernment, do you got it? Yes, I have it. But do I have it in myself? No, I have it in Christ. That's the truth of the matter. And God granted Solomon because his desire was not for riches and fame. It was for a heart to lead his people. To judge righteously. Everyone would pray in the wrong prayers. Your prayer for money, throw that away. You get discernment, you'll know what to do and keep it. Praying for riches, eh, throw it away. Praying for fame, eh, throw it away. Your discernment will make you famous. Your discernment will make you rich. Your discernment will give you the ability to know uh, and, and put you in right relationships with people. Your discernment will do that. You saying praying for a husband, no, you need to pray for the discernment. Praying for a wife, oh no, wrong prayer. You need to pray for discernment. Because you got to be able to judge who is who. Praying for money, eh. Praying for your enemies to be destroyed, eh. Pray for better judgment to not let them get as close as they did. Are you hearing me? He said, ask and it shall be given unto you. You ask in my name, I'll give it to you. Are you hearing me? Why am I spending so time with this? And I'll never go this long, but I feel the anointing. You and I, our church has to be able to be uh, uh, right in front of people, uh, has, has to be sharper than any person else. Because y'all got it in y'all. We have it in us. They don't think nothing of us now, but you wait and you see. And watch what God does for people that desires God, we just want to be able to judge things right. Make proper decisions. Are you always going to get it right all the time? No. Am I telling you to be perfectionist? No. I'm telling you just don't lean on your own understanding. And lean on God's. Stand to your feet. This part one. So this part one. There's a lot more to go. A lot more to impact. Sweet Jesus, lift your hands and say, I receive your word. I receive your word. God, give me the discernment to lead your people. God, give me your discernment to be able to judge right, to make sound decisions, to be able to go further than any person else. In Jesus' name, God, rain down your spirit upon me. In the name of Jesus. May my flesh be moved out the way so I could hear from you. In the name of Jesus, I want a heart that hears. In the name of Jesus, and I pray amen. Come on, where's your amen tonight? Where's your amen tonight? Hallelujah, if you're not saved, I give you Jesus to Christ. I offer you Jesus tonight. He is the way, the truth, and the